Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest. Silas Jha is with us uh, for the half hour. Silas is uh, chief economist, also the head of market research at RHB Banking Group. He's on the line from Kuala Lumpur. Silas, thanks for being with us. I think what the market is really trying to deal with right now is the notion of being at peak inflation. So we had this uh, CPI data in the U.S. coming in on the soft side. I just ran the function on the Bloomberg terminal looking at the Bloomberg Commodity Index. We reached a 52-week high back in early March, and from that point until today, we're down about 14%. So the commodity story seems to be indicating that maybe, perhaps, we are at peak inflation, or at least we've seen it. Would you buy into that? I think in terms of uh, thinking about it from the month, uh, on a month-on-month momentum uh, basis, uh, I think a lot of that could be behind us. But the key warning really is, um, you know, we have been through this episode before over the last year, year year and a half or so. Um, and there's going to be plenty of volatility in the inflation data because the underlying strength of the U.S. economy is, is, is very much there, fairly resilient from what we can see from our bottoms-up uh, uh, indicators. So although commodity prices are coming off and likely to continue to do so towards the year-end, um, the economy remains uh, fairly fairly well-supported. So we'll see. Hard to make that call in peak inflation. Our call is basically we should start seeing signs of a sustained uh, decline in momentum of uh, the headline and core CPI by year-end early next year. And in terms of how this is all playing out into uh, the equity market, you're saying looking for some key technical levels if the current rally is sustainable. Do you see the S&P 500 potentially reach a new record high here? I think there are three key factors to, to make that call, and that's what we're looking at very, very closely. Is one that by year end, um, you know, the Fed is mostly done. Uh, we think that's going to be the case. Our Fed funds rate forecast for year end is uh, 3.5%, um, and uh, the, uh, the ter- so-called terminal rate from our perspective is 4%. So I think we're going to get there. September, our, our forecast is 75 basis points still. Let's see how, uh, you know, data points pass November, uh, sorry, September pan out. But the bottom line is that the worst of the deterioration in risk sentiment that we saw, particularly in the stock market, which is pricing in some sort of a very deep U.S. recession and very deep global slowdown uh, in the months of May, early June, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much behind us. So for us, the overall global asset allocation is uh, overweight fixed income, market weight uh, equities and underweight cash. I was looking at a recent note from the strategist over at Citigroup, and they say that analyst recommendations overall are highly optimistic, maybe too much so, and that could be a warning sign. Would you buy into their thesis? I think for much of the bad news as far as how markets across the world have moved, 
uh, you know, in the first half of the year have pretty much priced in that ultimately earnings aren't going to be as, let's say, elevated as what uh, market analysts are forecasting. So I think a lot of it is already in the price. I mean, and that's fair. That's what we see uh, in previous uh, market cycles, particularly mm-hmm. during these uh, signs of uh, stress cycles. Wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the China inflation picture that we saw yesterday, a lot of that driven by pork, but now you've got the PBOC sounding the alarm about inflation risks. What does that mean in terms of potentially, uh, I guess, less stimulus coming through from authorities? And uh, just tell us about your view here on China, because you've got to sell China equities call. Yes. So for us, um, we start with the uh, sort of the policy environment, both domestically and externally towards uh, China. And still a lot of uncertainty, not only uh, related to the, uh, uh, you know, the China-Taiwan relationship, uh, but also basically domestic policy uh, continue to be in sort of a flip-flop uh, uh, place, uh, particularly as it relates to like tech sectors, uh, some of the uh, very wealthy uh, Chinese individuals uh, onshore, and uh, the geopolitical tensions between the Western allies and China will uh, will continue. So that puts us in a situation, along with our uh, fairly modest growth forecast for this year, next year, at 4% apiece of uh, sell China um, and uh, basically switch over potentially to uh, to India, uh, that's what would be our key thesis regarding China. So many key trading partners for China in the region, among them uh, South Korea. And we're looking at the trade data for the first 10 days of the month. Exports up 23.2%. That's year over year. Chip exports were down, but boy, the autos surged by more than 190% and oil products up uh, big time as well. Give me your sense about uh, what is happening with the South Korean economy right now. I mean, basically the external side, much like the rest of uh, Asia, with the exception of China, I think, uh, even China trade data is pretty good, I take that back, is that the bottom line is the exports trajectory in Korea and the rest of the region is very much driven by the U.S. consumer. That's the ultimate destination of Korean and Asian exports. So our forward-looking view is that the U.S. economy will slow. Two and a half this year is the average, and next year's 2%, a little bit slightly below trend next year. But we should start We should start seeing a little bit of deterioration uh, in the momentum of exports towards the fourth quarter, early part of, uh, of, of, of next year. Nothing as catastrophic as what markets were pricing in uh, in the month uh, uh, month of June, as far as the dollar and the uh, global stock mar- markets, a uh, very very worried uh, sentiment at that point of time. No longer so, uh, but nevertheless, this is the forward looking view. Uh, the concerns, though, about China and particularly their ongoing struggles with containing the pandemic and the property market downturn, as we know, very much impacting a number of uh, nations globally and, and around this region in particular. We had that second quarter contraction here in Singapore, and now they've trimmed their 2022 growth forecast too. How much further, I guess, downside risks do you see to other economies across ASEAN? You mentioned you liked India, but but what would you be seeing as potentially a concern here? So for us, we already had downgraded uh, growth and upgraded inflation in our uh, third quarter outlook report, and that was published at the uh, end of June. We should start seeing uh, other uh, analysts uh, on the south side starting to downgrade uh, growth uh, in Asia, Japan soon. I think I I would say sometime uh, this uh, uh, this quarter, and that pace of downgrades will most likely accelerate in the fourth uh, quarter of the year. That's how uh, the evolution 
of uh, of, uh, of market uh, expectations on growth in this part of the world will ensue. And inflation, I think the markets will also, in terms of south side, will uh, raise their forecast closer to uh, our forecast, where we have been fairly hawkish for quite some time anyways. All right, Salesh, great to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. That is Salesh Jha, Chief Economist and Head of Market Research at RHB Banking Group. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at CutterEconomicForum.com.